Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house, episode 25. Back to tackle the AL Central tonight. But before we get started, Debo, what are you drinking? So, I am drinking the last beer from the June Beer of the Month Club. What do you got? And it is a heavy seas beer, gold ale. Fantastic. I just had one the other day. Not bad, man. Not bad at all. And I continue to work through my, my Trillium Brewing package. Tonight we got Stilling Street IPA. First sip coming up. Color, glorious, sweating. Let's get it started. All right, D, we opened last show by talking about some good news coming out of the nation's capital. The yeah. Washington football team is going to change their name. Awesome. That was Monday. <laughs> now it's Thursday. And the news out of Washington is not great. FBI investigations, sexual assault, sex trafficking. I don't What's going on, D? What the hell's going on in Washington, D.C.? So when you were like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go over the stuff in Washington, I was like, <laughs> oh, you must be talking about how, you know, they're fighting and trying to figure out this whole, this guy took 44 trademarks out on names. I look, I'm like, first thing I see is, Dan Snyder, sex trafficking. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I read like they had topless viewings of their cheerleaders. What? What? What is happening? So I'll say this: not a new story that 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 there's like rampant sexual assaults within the Washington Football Organization. Like I, I think this is stuff that's been talked about before. It's been investigated before. That all being said, not a great time to have this happen. Never mind the fact that they're embroiled in this name change and all of these things. Just the climate of our country right now, yep. um, it's not, it's not going to end well for, for Dan Snyder and folks there. I think, I think it's, it's – they got minority orders, owners trying to sell parts of their team over the last couple of months. You got – people coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, that as a, you know, a, you know, whether you're a blogger, if you're a woman working in sports around DC, that's absolute hell, Never mind the entire country or the NFL in general. If you're, right. a, woman, if you're a woman blogger, you work for sports. Oh, I was just say, yeah, if you're a woman in sports, it's like, it's just absurd what these women go through. Right. Yeah. I, it just seems like that, that this is not going to end well for Daniel Snyder. And I tweeted out, that it's, it would be hilarious if the Washington football team finally had their name changed and Daniel Snyder couldn't take credit for the change because he had been bumped out as the owner because he's just a piece of crap. And he yeah. is. That's what he is. He's a piece of crap. He's a rich piece of crap. And you, you, you kind of feel for Ron Rivera going into this, right? First year, he hasn't even gotten to training camp yet, and he's dealing with a name change. He's dealing with sexual assault, sexual trafficking. And, you know <laughs> – I love uh, he he he, talk, he spoke with John Kime. Did you see what he wrote? No. About uh, what Rivera said. Biggest thing is we have to move forward from this and make sure everybody understands we have policies that we will follow and that we have an open door policy with no retribution. My favorite part of this is plus my daughter works for the team and I sure as hell am not going to allow any of this. So he's like, what Bruh. the fuck? What are we dealing with? 
this is the kind of stuff that gets me all amped up because I'm glad it's happening because this is the stuff that you know is happening. Even if you don't see it, like, you know, this, this stuff's happening. And when it gets outed like this and people start running for cover, it's fantastic. One more point about Dan Snyder. Apparently, and I read this because you mentioned the trademarks. He, he owned the trademark for the Washington Warriors. Yes. And let it lapse in March of this year. And yep. someone scooped it up. Shucks. Mm. Guy's a clown. All right, listen. Let's regardless of the situation, the Washington football team's a hot mess. They're going to soon have a new name. They have a new coach. Hell, they might have a new owner by the time the season starts. Um, probably should. Just get your shit together, people. That's all I can say. But let's stay yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Because over the last couple of days, a bunch of people got paid. Or a couple of people got paid. A couple of people, yeah. And I want to talk about someone who didn't get paid first. Yes. I want to talk about Dak Prescott. Dak. Because it sounds like he could have got paid, but they just ran out of time. So the story goes that the 3 p.m. Central Standard Time or Central Time deadline to, to get contracts negotiated, they just ran out of time, but he was on the verge of signing a five-year deal worth 33 to $35 million a year. And he wanted to sign it, but they ran out of time. Hey, D, if you're about to sign a contract like that, you gonna run out of time? Nope. nope. Are you gonna make sure you get that deal done? Hells yeah. Like, and maybe he didn't want what it. What does run out of time mean? Maybe they, yeah, maybe they did it, and then they're like, oops, we didn't fax it to him in time. Right. Or, the, I, I, I'm guessing. What does that mean? I mean, why has it got to come down to the last minute anyway? That, if, if you guys have been talking an hour before at the latest is when you're getting that. I don't know. I, it's something sounds fishy to me. It sounds like they, Cowboys kind of drugged their feet and were like, oh, he wanted to sign it, but we couldn't get it to him on time. You had how many months? Well, either way, Dak's going to get paid, right? Or, or maybe he was like, ooh, I see what Mahomes just got. Let me go show out, and now I can get 40. So, Good point. Maybe I mean, he, he was like, oh, regardless. it didn't get to me in time when it did. Right. He's getting paid this year regardless. But, uh, yeah. So that didn't happen. But Miles Garrett got an absolute monster contract. Monster. Now, mind you, this is a guy who didn't play – the last part of the season, pretty much. You know why? Because he tried to kill a quarterback Correct. with a helmet. He tried to smash someone's face with a helmet. So even though he did that, <laughs> the Browns gave him a five-year, $125 million contract with $100 million guaranteed. What I read is that is the highest defensive contract. Just a little bit more than Khalil Mack. Yep, just a little bit more. A hundred million dollars guaranteed. This guy could be in jail for manslaughter had he connected on a swing with his helmet. And instead, bro's getting paid. Now I'm happy for him because look, get your money. Yeah. You know, get your money. But I mean, it could have been way worse. <laughs> right. I mean, he's gonna. Have, I mean, he said it in, a, in an interview. He's gonna have to step up and show up now. I mean, he. He lost his cool. He can't. He said he can't be defined by that, and right. he said he's above that. So maybe he goes out and you know isn't considered a dirty player. That's what he's out to show now, and now he has to because he's getting all that money. Right. And you know what? I hope he does. I like no ill will toward him. I mean, it was pretty bad that he tried to kill a man, um, <laughs> but I hope he he balls out, lives up to the contract. Except anytime he plays the Bills or the Packers. I agree. All right. Now, the other guy that got paid. Now, here's the crazy thing. 
He's a good defensive end. But the guy that was probably one of the most valuable people in the league last year just got paid as well. Yep. Derrick Henry, who yep. ran all over every team in the NFL. Nobody yep. stopped him. All right? He got himself a four-year deal. $50 million. $25.5 million guaranteed. Basically, the first two years are guaranteed, and then – it's just a sad state of affair for running backs. Can we just say that? No, it, it's true. I mean, I, was it Adrian Peterson that said that recently? It's disrespectful, honestly. You, you know, these backs, they get worn down. They, you know, they, I mean, granted now we have a lot of timeshares and it's only 12 to 15 carries. But, you know, Derrick Henry is carrying the ball 25 times next year a game. And His good for him is, for securing a payday, right? Like, right, yep. it goes from, from $10 million this year on the, on the franchise tag to – you know, I think he gets like 15 million or something like that for the first year. Yep. And that's awesome. Yeah. But it's just mind blowing that the Browns just gave Miles Garrett $25 million a year to rush the quarterback. And Derrick Henry's getting 12 million a year for two years to carry the load for, for, for the Titans. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know we're not big on Tannehill, but you know, they got him for a decent, I mean, maybe overpaid but it wasn't that expensive right. i mean look at some of these contracts right derrick henry who they're gonna you know Tannehill's gonna throw the ball 20 times henry's probably gonna touch it 25 times right. they're gonna try and win with running and defense like they did last year right and then when they need to aj brown's gonna come through and you know give them i mean they gave they saved enough money for them to sign him in the next couple of years yeah if he if he balls out again this year yeah i mean like i said good for good for derrick henry for securing a payday because like you said, as running backs, your career is limited. Most, most running backs barely make it past their rookie contract. And, yep. you know, while you do see some people getting paid, you know, McCaffrey got paid, Henry's now paid, you, you know, you know, LaShawn McCoy's been paid a couple of times. You, that's good. It's just crazy the numbers that get thrown around for, for these defensive linemen and for some of these other positions and running backs who do a lot. Yeah. You know, they're not just running. They're catching passes. They're blocking every single play they're involved. Yep. They kind of get the short end of the stick. So good for him for getting paid. Agreed. You know. All right. Let's move to the AL Central. It's an interesting division, man. Yeah, I agree. But let's start right at the top with the Chicago White Sox. Chicago White Sox. Young team. Been rebuilding over the last couple of years. Got really bad for a while, but they're starting to turn the corner. Got some young studs. D, who's your guy? So, at first, I looked at the roster, and I said, I think it's got to be Tim Anderson, right? I mean, this guy, he's a, he was a big prospect coming up. He has a good bat. He, but last year, he finally hit in the 300s, 335 in 123 games. He had 18 homers. I'd like to see a few more. But, I mean, I think that's what you're looking for out of, out of a shortstop. And um, he still has room to improve. But yeah, and he was injured last year, too. Yeah, he got he got injured for a few games, but he I mean he he was good. Um, plus, I want him to be good because he's one of my keepers in one of uh, fantasy baseball leagues. But my guy is Nomar Mazara. Oh, so he's been in the league four years. He's been really consistent. He hit ex right on the nose twenty home runs three years in a row, and then last year at nineteen home runs. Um, I think he's I think he can be a thirty home run guy in a regular season, and I also think. He needs to get up to a 280 average. I mean, he's only batting two, 252, 255 each year with all these homers. Um, you know, he's not going to hit 30 in 60 games, but he needs to be on that pace. And I think he has a good shot at doing that. 
So um, for them to make a run, I think he needs to catch catch fire this year. Okay. They got a lot of young studs, man. They do. They got – they. Got, I mean, he's still relatively young. Yep. They got Luis Robert. They got Eloy Jimenez. They got my guy, who I'm going with, Yuan Makata. Yep. Is that it? Makata, the former Red Sox prospect, the guy they traded for Chris Sale. Oh, that, that's the guy I'm going with. He's the young stud. He's well. He's one of the young studs, but he's also the guy that has a ton of talent. Is he going to be the real deal? And he's a little bit older than some of these other younger guys they have on the team. So for me, it just feels like this is the year. It's his time to step up. It's a shortened season. If he can get hot, I think he's a guy that can carry this offense. Um, and again, they're young. They've got some decent pitching. They've been really bad the last couple of years, but they've been making some really good moves. And I think if he – he was kind of that first move that they made, that first pickup that they got. Yep. And I think if he, if he comes alive, if he, if he becomes kind of that, that big-time hitter that they think he can be, they could be good. Nice. Over-under, 31 and a half. So, so you said the pitching looks decent. I said it looks a little rough. You know, but we said, like you said, the offense is going to score some runs. And I'm looking, you know, there was another guy I thought about, Gio Gonzalez, mm -hmm. to, to, to watch. I mean, right now he's listed as their fifth starter. Well, they got Michael. They got Galito. They got, yep. some, they got some arms. They got some stuff. They can go. So, because I actually think uh, Gio's going to find his form, I think that they are going to go over. I'm going under. I'm, I'm hitting them right at 31 and 29. Nice. I, think, I think they're a young team. And in a short season, I think – I honestly think in a, in, a, in, a, in a short season, a veteran team just has a little bit of an upper hand because I think they're going, at least in my opinion, going to be able to get over those the ups and downs pretty quickly, whereas just think of a young team struggles and they're not hitting right away. It could be disastrous. But they got some – I mean, they do have some veterans on that team too. I mean, they do yeah. have Edwin Encarnacion and yeah. they got um, Jose Abreu at first, break, first base and, and, yeah, and Grandal is their catcher. So – they got some guys. I'm starting to rethink my pick right now, but I'm going to stay with it. I'm going right go. 31 and 29. Let's move All on right. before I change my mind. Yeah, don't change Cleveland your mind. Indians. Who you got? So, I was looking. So they lost Trevor Bauer. They didn't bring back Kluber. And their pitching is still really good, right? They're, they're really good, bro. Mike Clevenger, Shane Bieber. When healthy, Carlos Carrasco is a very yep. good they are. option. Always um, so the, the offense is potent. It's got a mixture of power and consistent hitting. Um, and I'm actually going to go with our first closer of all this, Brad Hand. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, he, he, so he had 35 of 39 saves last year. Um, he has a higher ERA, lower strikeouts per walk, and a lower whip. Uh, I'm sorry, a higher whip than you'd actually want out of a closer. And, and since I don't see anyone in the relief – area to actually step in if he does struggle i think it's on him because the pitching should in theory keep get them in games and you know i'm gonna walk keep an eye on that the closer role for the indians not a bad choice uh i'm going with their stud their workhorse francisco lindor i mean he's an mvp candidate he's the best offensive player they have on their team it's basically a contract year for him so this is his second to last year of arbitration uh, the Indians entertained trade offers for him over the over the winter. They didn't trade him. They're obviously the type of mid mid market team that can't sign guys like this to long term extensions. So 
what this guy does this year in this shortened season probably sets him up. I mean, he's going to get a huge deal, but I just think that there's a lot riding on him. Obviously, they, they have a chance to make a run to the playoffs. He's got a chance that, you know, he's going to be traded to a team that's going to give up prospects who's are, who are going to want to sign him to an extension. So, to me, he's the guy. If he comes out and balls out the way he's been doing the last couple of years, they got a chance to make a real run, not, in this, not only in this division, but, but you know, in, in the AL overall, just because, like you said, they do have that pitching. They've got some, some, some work out of the bullpen. And offensively, they do have some guys. I'm a little bit worried about what their outfield looks like offensively. Um, but, but with him and Ramirez, they can really, they can really mash. Yep. All right, over under 32. So I talked about how good the pitching staff was, and then I think they're going to struggle this year. So I'm going under. We're off to a great start because I'm going over. <laughs> this, this team's winning games this year. They, they, to me, this is the type of team that's just going to come out and win games because they have that starting pitching. And you're right. Th their closer is going to have to show up because, you know, he's not, he's not your, you know, typical prototypical, prototypical right. closer. So we'll see. All right. Let's move on to the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> they are really bad. And they have been bad for a while. And there was a time, just a small amount of time, where they were almost winning World Series. Yep. That feels like 50 years ago. It does they feel like a long time. Awful. I mean, I am so glad that I get to, to say, hey, D, who you got? First off, Sebo, let's be honest. March feels like 50 years ago at this point. That's a good point. That, so maybe this is about 500 years ago since <laughs> So I'm, I'm looking at my notes, and first thing I wrote, yikes, yeah. and with an exclamation. Yeah. I mean, there was a time where we, we would sit here and we'd be like, my personal watch is Miguel Cabrera. Right. M Miguel Cabrera for AL Central MVP. Right. Like, Verlander. Matt Scherzer. Yes. Granderson. I mean, you could, you could list a million dudes. Like, I'm like, eh, should I just pick Miggy just to be like, hey – Let's go over some nostalgia, and he's really pretty much the only one I know on that team. Right. But, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of talk about it, or I talk about it. Like, I like to go with younger players, and um, these, these two, I'm actually going with two people, and, and it's because I think they need to showcase themselves. They're in that young, but they're getting close to, like, veteran status, and they're not – they haven't been great, but they haven't been terrible. So I'm going with shortstop Nico Goodrum and left fielder Victor Reyes. So they who, need to break out. Who, who are those guys again? Yeah, they're, they're, they're shortstops and left fielders. They're going to start. Um, but let's be honest, this is a full rebuild year. And these two players are going like to have to full rebuild year, year number 10, Dot. Yeah. And they need to show that they have what it takes to play every day yep. and they become the, the veteran. Um, and, you know, I, I wrote here, they need to be able to play for a contender. But they're probably five years away from being contenders. Um, this team's not good. So I mean, that's where I'm going. I, they are really I have bad. No, I have no good stats to share with you for this one. Just no, there's none. Hey, step up. Stop hitting 250. Hit maybe a couple more homers and let's go. Yeah, they're really bad, D. They're really bad. I'm going with Matthew Boyd. I went with their, their, their opening day starter. He's, you know, they've got him. They've got Michael Fulmer. They've got a nice one-two punch. Fulmer's going to be injured to start the season. Boyd's probably the only guy that can go out there and consistently give him a chance to win the game. And that's a really awful thing to say, but like their lineup is bad. I mean, I was looking through the, 
the players and kind of doing some research. And I was like, oh, this guy must be really young. And it's like, he's 26. Like, not that young anymore, right? Well, well yeah, so that's where I, that's where I was with, uh, with Goodrum and Reyes. They're like 26, 28. And I'm like, they're kind of, there aren't really good young players on the team either. And what's crazy about all of this is you mentioned Miggy Cabrera. You would think that they would try to unload him on somebody, pay most of the salary, just try to get a prospect back. I don't know if maybe he just wants to stay there. If maybe I know he's been injured over the last couple of years and, and maybe it wasn't the right time. I just wonder, like, are they going to try to unload him at some point so that he can go maybe try to win a World Series or try to play in some competitive games, go be a DH? I'm sure that he can still hit a little bit. I know he can. Yeah, I mean, he hit he hit 292 last year. Right. I know he's lost his power, but he can still hit. Yep. You know, yeah, I mean, it's just, and then you got. It's really sad to look at that team and see him on it and be like, he, he should be somewhere else. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's extra opportunity now with the National League going with the Universal DH. So it's not like you can only trade to American League. Now you have the whole National League. I think, I think there's an opportunity out of there. Right. And, they, and they're not spending a lot of money. So I wonder if they eat some salary and get him on another team. Over under 21 and a half. Way under. Way under. <laughs> this might. Does this team win 10 games? Do they get to double digits? I mean, so they're going to play, uh, they're going to play the Pirates six times. So if they can win three of those, they only have to win seven of the next 50 something games, 57 games. Yeah. Or 50, what? whatever. Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers. Split, split with the Royals, our next team. I mean, I think they can get to 10. I, I don't think any team is getting under 10. Like, I, it, it's a weird year. We haven't done the Orioles yet. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Baltimore. One low. Oh. Sorry. All right, so you're going under. I'm going under. I think they maybe win 10 games, but not too many more than that. Um, let's, let's, let's keep on trucking to the Royals. World Series not too long ago. Back-to-back World Series. One yeah. one, lost one. Yep. How the mighty have fallen. I don't think they were ever mighty. I think they just hit their stride at the right time. But who you got? <laughs> Another team that, like you said, is not great. Going young again, 24-year-old Aldoberto Mondesi. My man. Son of Raul. He's going to be given every opportunity to succeed. That's, That's what you got. That's what I got. When you get with these teams, man, you just – I, I'm trying to look for young and hope that they break out. And I think, I mean, he has some power and he's going to be given the opportunity. They're, they're not going to bench him unless he's completely terrible. They're going to right. give him the opportunity to play through everything this year. Um, so that's where I'm going to go. All right. I'm going to Jorge Solo. Big home run hitter last year. Finally kind of started to live up to the hype that, that he had as a, as a prospect when he was with the Rays. He's the kind of guy that, that if he continues to hit the way he did last year, like this is a guy that can lead the league in home runs. He can be in the right season, an MVP candidate kind of guy. Like he can do that. And this was a guy that was highly touted coming out of the minors. He's, you know, everybody thought he was going to be the next greatest thing. And he kind of fizzled out in, in Tampa Bay. But now with the Royals, he's kind of found himself. And he's – if he can match last year's output, this is the kind of guy that can carry their team. And again, they're not very good. But is this guy the real deal? Is he somebody they can build around? 
You know, is this a guy that can hit 40, 50 home runs for the next 10 years? If so, that's kind of nice to have. Um, And they don't have a bad offense, right? They've got some players on offense. They got Mondesi. They got him. Um, They still – Alex Gordon's still kicking around there. They've got some guys that can can hit. But – and they've got some young guys in the pitching staff. But it's just – yeah, they're kind of one of those teams that, you know – and this happens with those mid mid market small market teams where they just they catch they catch lightning in a bottle and they win a World Series and then they kind of have to invest in their team because they they can't just like quit like the, the Marlins used to do sell right. everybody off and so you know that you invest in a couple of veterans and then it goes south and then you're kind of stuck with these these guys I mean they've got Whit Merrifield who's a, another good infielder young guy that they have and so they've got some guys on that team but I'm going Solar over under twenty four and a half what do you got D There's always that one team that does something weird. I'm going over. I'm gonna go. They're gonna. They're gonna go over by about two games. I'm going under. I'm not surprised. <laughs> and I, honestly, I, it could be one game, or it could be like six or seven. I, I think this is a team that if they get off to a rocky start, because you know I'm picking Solar. He's a big home run, low average guy. Yep. If he gets off to a rocky start and he's striking out. They're losing games. Yeah. You know, even if their pitching is strong, they're losing games. So, yeah, I'm going under. Let's go to the Minnesota Twins, who look to be the best team in the division. Yeah. They're kind of loaded. I, I was surprised with the uh, 34 and a half. Like they when, got when a I, When I saw them, I was like, hmm, that, yeah. that's high. Yeah. But, who you got? You know, they have they had four players hit under 260 last year, and we know and they have a lot of people that can match. I mean, they have they have some home run hitters on that team. Yes, sir. And um, and I know everyone wants to see home runs, but I, I think this year with the, the short amount of games that we have, I think it's going to be a lot more with getting on base and and doing those type of things. So I'm looking for someone who might be able to get their average back up. Josh Donaldson, he hit over 270, four out of five seasons from 2013 to 2017. And he's always had a good on-base percentage. So I think that's the player to watch. I mean, I watched him last year with the Braves, and he was crushing it. Still, he still only hit like 262. And, you know, he's there to play. I mean, whether he, he's going to hit home runs, he's going to walk a lot, which is fantastic. At, at worst, if you're not getting – the singles, at least he's getting on base. He, you know, he was um, just under 400 um, on base percentage last year. I, I think that's the guy to look. I think um, he can get the 2-8 and keep that power. It's gonna that team's gonna be even better than what it looks like on paper already. That was that's a huge signing for them. Like, I mean, yeah. they've already got a team that can mash. But you yep. add that guy to that lineup, and I and I made a note: five guys projected to hit over 10 home runs in this short season. That lineup is gonna be tough. Yep. Right. But I went pitching. Yeah. I went Jose Barrios because this is their ace in the making. And they've got some other pitchers. They've got some good guys in that that rotation. And I think they're going to be able to win games with the bat. But you need a guy, especially in the playoffs, and I think this is a playoff team, you need a guy that can can give you seven, eight innings of strong pitching. And and I think last year he kind of showed flashes of that. There were times where he was absolutely dominant and times where he he couldn't hit the strike zone. If he develops into that ace, if you have an ace that can go with that type of offense where on any given night they could put up 10, 12 runs easy, 
with those bats. Man, they got guys up and down the lineup. They really do. Um, but you need you need a guy that, that can give you that win when the bats aren't working. And you're right. Like, to, to your point, and I don't know that, that, that the 280, 290, 300 average is as common nowadays because the folks are trying to hit home runs. Home runs. But yeah. when you're, you're banking on guys hitting the ball out of the ballpark, batting 250, 240, there's going to be nights when you need a pitcher to show up. And I think he's the guy that can lead them whether it's now during the regular season or in the playoffs. So I'm going Barrios. I like it. Over under 34 and a half, big number. So like I said, I was surprised when I read that. And my, my initial reaction was like, well, if I was surprised just reading it, I have to go under. But then I, you know, I looked up, I read some stories and, you know, looked at the lineup and saw it. And I'm, I'm going to go over. I'm going over too. I, they're playing 10 games against the Tigers and 10 games against the Royals, right? Yep, and I mean, five or six against the Pirates. I mean, so let's say that's 25 games. I mean, are they really losing more than five of those games? Probably not, but, you know, it's baseball. Anything can happen. True. I'm going over, too. I think this is a team that's going to be, again, in this season where they're playing their division and the opposing division, they, they kind of – it lines up well for them. And, yeah, they've got to play the Cardinals. They've got to play the Cubs you know, the Brewers and, and, and stuff. But like you said, the Pirates, the Royals, the Tigers, I mean, those are games that, I mean, those are series that they're going to dominate. Right. All right. Who's your MVP? AL Central MVP is a little bit harder, right? Than, than the other three. Like we have Mookie. Bell. I don't think so. I, I think it's, I think it's clear cut, but, I, but, but, but who you got? I have Carlos Santana. Whoa. Okay. I think, I think he is going to – I think he's going to do almost exactly what you said Lindor is going to do. He's going to mm-hmm. help – he's going to carry that team. It, I, my guess is that's who you're going with. And, you know, I think it's going to be a battle between them two, which is crazy because I went under, but that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> no, I think he's going to have – he has a low strikeout rate, and he was also just short of a 400 on base percentage. He does all the little things in the lineup. You know, I know last year was a kind of a breakout um, with the average, but um, I think he's going to keep the pace and he's going to be a, the, one of the best offensive threats in Cleveland and in the AL Central. Absolutely. And I'm going, I, I, yeah, I'm going Lindor. He's the best player on what I think is the second best team, but I think he's, he's the guy that hits high average, hits the ball out of the park, steals bases, drives and runs. It's everything you want. And he plays a premier offensive or defensive position. He's a guy that's going to get a, probably a $300 million contract, maybe even more when he hits free agency next year. And again, he's the guy that, that's going to make that team go. You take him out of that lineup and they are a pretty average team. Yep. You know, yes, they have Ramirez. Yes, they have Santana. Yes, they've got some other guys and we talked about their pitching, but he's an MVP type player. Like He could go on and win the MVP this year. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. So I'm going with him. And listen, I'm not going to forget. Who's winning the division, D? Nice. I say that the White Sox are going to fall just short of the Twins. And I'm going to say the Indians will fall just short of the Twins. Twins win the division, Indians on their heels, and everybody else is kind of figuring it out below. Cool. Not bad. Oh, that's, that was fun. So next up, your division. NL oh, East. Yeah. NL East. Now. Before we get to the NL East, big news out of the NL East just a day or two ago. Your Braves signed Yasal Puig. 
Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. We need another outfielder, I guess. I don't know. Are they another goofy, kind of not great defensively? I mean, it makes me think that they might try and do something with uh, Inciarte. Uh, maybe move him. Who knows? I mean, it's it's been something. But the biggest issue is because Marquez is not playing. Right. That's, that's why right. they went after it. So that I mean, that's it's good luck. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it then. Uh, you know, next time we uh, meet for this. Worst case is he'll be entertaining. I mean, worst case is he's a little bit less than Donaldson. No, just kidding. Um, but I mean, he, he has the power. He's just got to not have his attitude and right. run the damn ball out. Run, you know, run it out. Yeah, he'll be interesting. All we right, have last comments. Do it. Yeah, I have a couple. I have a couple of things called last call. Ooh, let's go. Let's. let's All right. Go. So, Bill Stadium losing their name. Yeah, <laughs> new era. They're, don't get any money. <laughs> new era. No one's buying their 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 hats because they're like seventy dollars for one fitted hat. Yeah. That's not huh? a great situation. I mean, I don't know. I, they'll figure it out. I saw that, and I kind of was just like, oh, New Era doesn't have any money. Wow. Not not a big surprise in this world. I mean, these names – I mean, these, these stadium yeah. names change every, I feel like, five to ten years. Someone comes along and offers more money, or, or in this situation, they don't have any money, and they ask right. to get out of the contract. So someone will step up. I mean, honestly, like, what a time to step up because the bills have been pretty bad for a long time. And now they're this good. is the first time in a long time that they've been pretty good, and they're going to be on TV more, so people are going to be saying their name more. I mean, they get a sellout every every week, but people are going to be more interested in, in watching and, and going to their games now. Not a bad time to 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 put your money where your mouth is. Labatt Blue Stadium, Buffalo Wings Stadium. Just just call it Buffalo Wings Stadium. Nice. <laughs> um, so I was. Uh scrolling through Twitter before we got on and uh, I was looking at UMass Twitter. Yep. And uh, they tweeted out that uh, Commissioner McGlade of the A-10, will, there will be no A-10 football this year. So There's going to be no football this year. So this is – so what I'm getting at with that announcement yep. is when there is no football or however it works out, no college football. Do you think that the players will be able to get this this one year of eligibility back, or do you think yes. they will lose? Yes. Have so I read, I read um, when the Ivy League suspended uh, fall sports, they, Harvard had a nice article that answered a lot of the questions. And this, at least for Harvard, and I assume this will be for – if you don't play, you don't lose a year. Okay. Right. So if you're not if you're not participating in like, again, I think pra you can practice. Right. But I think if you if you're not participating in games, you won't lose your year of eligibility. So I wonder, did, did they say anything about the spring sports? Because I know a lot of spring sports started. And, uh, you know, I mean, like UMass lacrosse, I know, had one like they were doing really well. They beat the number one team in the uh, in the in lacrosse. And, you know, stinks if they only get to play three or four games and then lose their season, lose that last year of eligibility. I mean, I, I think those, those, those players were able to petition. And I think, I think the NCAA was pretty lenient on that because yeah. again, unexpected circumstance, never in hundreds of years did they think this was going to happen or expect right. this to happen. But good on the A-10 for announcing that there was going to be any football because there isn't going to be any football. And 
there's a whole bunch of, of, of conversations on Twitter and on social media right now where people are starting to get kind of get to the conclusion that football isn't going to happen. And let's be honest, college football, billions of dollars. I don't, yep. NCAA is a clown show and has way too money in the way that they do things. I don't agree with, but like college football brings in money that literally makes a lot of these colleges go. I mean, yep. I, I, you know, I've worked closely with the university of Alabama in the past and they would, you know, they'd have these lunches where they would say every 60 days, we've got a new building going up on campus. That's because of the football program. Yep. The football program is bringing in tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, right? So colleges are going to be hurting. And, and the buzz on Twitter is that these colleges at some point are going to get mad with the people who made poor decisions in government about this coronavirus. And it's, yep. it could get pretty ugly. So it would be great to have some football this fall, some college football, but it's probably not going to happen. And again, if it does happen, it's going to, it's going to be really weird because it's going to be clear that these colleges prioritized athletics over academics, which I get because there's a lot of money, but it's not the point of college. It's right there to get an education and they're going to be playing in empty stadiums. Yeah. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Bramford, the AD for UMass has to cut 11% of his total, but his total athletic budgets. And I mean, all that's not a lot, compared to like at a university of Alabama, but you know, it's a lot to you mouse and you're going to talk about, I mean, at least that he saved that money right there with football going out. Well, maybe you shouldn't have spent all that money on that Gillette field contract for like 10 years when they were a shitty football team and thinking that they were going to have fans at Gillette field, even though they're in Western mass. That's yeah, a whole another conversation for another day, but like, yeah, no doubt. We don't have to go down too far, but I just, I just want to get the idea. <laughs> I just want to get your thoughts on, college and I mean do you, I mean let's be honest do we think NFL is going to happen I think NFL I'll say this if there's a sport that's going to happen in the fall it'll be the NFL because there's so much money riding on it and they have so much money that that there is the potential that they could you know maybe close off these these players from the outside world and travel from town to city and play these games. I don't know. I did just see that the Texans got approval from the league to yep, bring their rookies in now, which is absolutely banana land. Like, why are you even trying to do that? There's already 70-something NFL players that have tested positive. NBA yep. players are testing positive. Major League Baseball players are testing positive. Why in Texas, where cases are going through the roof, are you going to bring people who you don't know have been self-quarantining into a facility like that. I do think the NFL is going to do everything they can. And, and again, as I've mentioned before, I think they're going to be super tight-lipped about everything because, again, the minute that they announce that they're not playing football is literally billions of dollars that are going to disappear. And they're need, going to need to be so careful of that. Yep. You know, and, and, again, if they're not playing football, anybody that's not on a guaranteed contract isn't getting any money and it's going to get real weird real quick. So the NFL, if there's one sport that I could see trying to, you know, spending a, a crap ton of money to make it happen, it's going to be them because there is so much money to lose. All right, y'all. Till next time. We got the NL East coming. We got more football news coming, I'm sure. NBA oh, yeah. bubble stuff hopping off. Watch, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Man, go listen to iTunes. Let's do it. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.